Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello Swaft Nation and yes this is a bonus episode so we're not going to be doing correspondence, we're not going to be doing iTunes reviews, we're just here to introduce uh, our chat about the ultimate deletion which happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Obviously we're not going to say what we think in this intro because you're about to hear what we thought of it so let's hear it. Well we do not know what the other one thought of the ultimate deletion we have on purposefully uh, kept apart and not said our reactions until we could do this we've just rewatched the match we didn't look at each other's facial expressions or anything hit me what did you think that's fine like it was it was it like it's fine like <sighs> okay so it was I, I really appreciate the the kind of like the the creativity behind it. I appreciate the work that Matt Hardy I was to be honest, I was probably I appreciate the work. Like, I was probably more surprised that it main evented Raw than I am actually anything that happened in it. I, I don't thought, think I, main eventing Raw is a prestigious thing anymore. It's you know, it's I, the tag team battle royal did that. Well, I'm still more surprised than anything else that it was the main event of Raw. Mm. Um but like I thought that uh, the beginning was fine. I thought the end was fine. And I thought it quite sagged in the middle. Uh, I thought all the stuff around the graveyard when it went a bit Scooby-Doo was a bit pants. And I thought all the stuff in the Dome of Deletion was a bit um, pointless. Um, although like, I had the best moment. Is that well, that Lorma? That's the one from the House of Horrors, right? I can't remember. I just that- know uh, Matt Hardy used to ride it around uh, because he ruined Jeff Hardy's intricate lawn pattern that he did on the first final deletion. Okay, well, I thought yeah. it was the one from The House of Horrors, and I was like, oh, that's a nice callback to The House of Horrors. Was that, was, 
the one in the House of Horrors, was that not behind in the background for the, the graveyard section? Oh, I don't know. It might have been. Might have been. I don't. Either way, I thought the end was fun. I thought the start was fine. And I thought it sagged a little bit in the middle. But I know such a Michael Cole. Like, well, no. I apologise for what you're about to see, viewers. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny what you say about Michael Cole. So, like. Michael Cole really doesn't like this whole gimmick. Like he, th- do you think it's Cole or do you think this is Vince? N- this is one hundred percent Michael Cole. Really? This is one hundred percent Michael I'm Cole. I'm not sure he has an actual opinion or personality. I just, whenever I look at Michael Cole, I, I just assume it's everything he says is what Vince McMahon has told him. He's like a a blank robot, an yeah. automaton. Yeah, and it, and it probably is. Mm. But I also think this is what Michael Cole thinks of it. Like mm. he just strikes me as the sort of person who would look at this and be like, "This is dumb." And like every time it cuts back to him, or any time they do something with with Woken Matt Hardy, he's basically like, "Well, this is dumb. Like, this is just really stupid." And like he get, and it is he, well, and he was like just burying it throughout the whole show. But I did think to myself, I was like, "Ah, do you know, I kind of like just that this is an honest Michael Cole, and it's not the pre-automated Michael Cole that's just like, "Hey guys, isn't this the greatest Damn. thing?" Like, but not really believing the word he's saying. Like when he goes, "It's boss time." I'd much rather this Michael Cole than it's boss time, Michael Cole. With that said, don't bury your characters and the thing that you're main eventing your show with. Don't bury it, because mm. it just makes it seem... It makes the company look stupid. It makes this look stupid. It makes the whole thing look stupid. And that's stupid. So, But I know you really liked it. You were, well, you were chuckling throughout during that time... And yeah, and I was I was trying to withhold my my expressions because I didn't want you to know what I actually thought. But there were some bits that I couldn't. I just I couldn't. There was there were some bits that I I didn't pick up on or love as much the first time round. There's a there's a bit when so, so it's in the first in ring part when they're still in the in the woods or whatever it is around the Hardy compound and. Uh, Bray's got the upper hand. He's just about to hit Matt with a chair. But Vanguard 1 initiates the Boomstick Protocol, which is loads of fireworks going off in the ring. It distracts Bray. It's more pyro than WWE has yeah, had exactly. in, in about a year. And the, I guess the Boomstick is a nice Evil Dead 3 yes. reference. And uh, but So that all happens. That's fine. But then Bray Wyatt's just like, what the hell is happening? And the way he screams, it just seems so exasperated. And at the end of his tether... That I, I, I really there's a similar moment in the first one where uh, I think Matt Hardy starts firing fireworks mm-hmm. at Jeff and Jeff screams at him, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. And it feels like a moment of clarity just <laughs> like burst. What is going on here? I so I must uh, because some people have pointed it out, uh, sort of, sort of calling me a fake and a fibber in uh, a previous episode of Wrestle Ramble, saying, "Oh, if you go back and watch." Ollie's initial review of the first ever final deletion, he buried it. He said TNA have killed wrestling, or, or Matt Hardy's killed wrestling. And I've made no secret of that. I said that's what I thought when I first watched it, but I have grown really to love it. And by the time the second one came around, which was called Delete or Decay. That's because they were with the Decay, mm, yeah. I really, really liked it. And, and I just, I like it even more every time we uh, I, there's a new instalment and I, th- t- I think this is the best one yet oh interesting yeah I really because I what I don't know why I'm going to bring up the Marx Brothers but the Marx Brothers always spoke about before they before they went to I can't remember the name of the studio this now, is not the MGM. Marx Brothers mate uh, well it's the, 
the, the Marx Brothers initial films were just all over the place, mm-hmm. like uh, Monkey Business and stuff. And it was just gag, 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 gag. Oh, no, Duck Soup's the best one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Gag, yeah, and Duck Soup, those, they're just unrelated gags with a very loose framework. But when they went to, I think it was MGM, they they had to be more... It was more based upon a narrative, and it did help everything flow better, and they worked better as movies, like Dare to Races. Mm-hmm. And I... I got. The, I feel like with a bit more. Du- I I feel like WWE's influence here. Maybe there's been a few ideas banded back and forth. I feel like this was more of a complete character piece, and it's not just that the jokes hang better off of the characters. I think for Bray Wyatt, this was an absolutely fascinating performance and just arc of character development because it's almost like Bray is the mad. Ha- Sorry, Matt is the mad hatter. And Bray is Alice and has just fallen down this rabbit hole. And I loved it. that The moments when, when, I, when Bray and the viewer realises that the dilapidated city is actually Hardy's old compound and he gets the flashbacks. At first, they're positive the flashbacks. The old compound. Did I say Matt again? You said, yeah. I'm mixing them both up. Uh, but yeah, it was the, those initial promos when he was in the little hat and everything before. Well, that was far and away my favourite bit of, of this mm. whole endeavour was, and you're absolutely right, it, it was Bray Wyatt. I thought Bray Wyatt was absolutely awesome in this match. Matt gets on my tits a little bit with the voice, but I thought Bray was so good in mm. this. It's the most interesting Bray has been in years, like years and years and years. It's the most interesting he's been. I, and and, and I, what I would say about this, sorry to cut you off, what I would say about this, as much as I, I thought it was fine, I didn't think it was funny, but I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was genius, but I didn't think it was terrible. I just thought it was fine. Mm. I could certainly watch another one if WWE did this again in six months' time. I would certainly watch another one of them. You know, but um, what I would say about this is that because this was driven by the wrestlers themselves, because this is done by Matt, it's done in working with Bray, and I'm going to presume that Borash was involved in this. Obviously, we, that's what reportedly. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't listened to any sort of reports on this or anything, but I'm going to, I would just assumed that Borash would be involved because he was so heavily involved in all the stuff they did in TNA and Impact. That it feels like the most genuine and like it really got me more invested in them as characters because it's character driven. Mm. It was wrestler driven. It's not a bunch of writers sitting in a room writing awful promos for people and being like, here, now say this nonsense. And because it was a wrestler-driven thing, that's what I really liked about it. That's that's why I was saying I appreciate the work that went into it, because this is more character development for Bray Wyatt in this 10-minute segment? Oh, it was fifteen. I yeah, think. I mean, it felt 15 like it went to twenty. It felt like it went forty-five, but like because it that flew flew by because, for me, and because that middle segment like really sagged. But because like it was, you know, in that twenty-minute segment, they did so much more for Bray Wyatt than a group of twenty-eight writers in WWE have managed to do in the last three years. It was, and some of the speaking of the performances, the shot reverse shot stuff, you kind of forget you're watching a wrestling match. It's it it feels like it's more of a movie, and you're like, man. They're really good actors yeah. for spoken word dialogue. Bray, of course, is a master deliverer of promos, and it obviously uh, like translates to to this kind of performance as well. And Matt is just doing his over the top character, which is only he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really like the exploration of Matt, particularly 
and that you said your favourite moment was the flashbacks to those original Wyatt promos. Yeah, it was just like the uh, does this look familiar to you and like Bray's reaction yeah. to it, and you kind of get the shot of the burning uh, compound. Because okay, at first it was positive, and he was remembering when he debuted, and I was like the happy days when everything yeah. was in front of him. But the last thing was the comp- his compound burning down, yeah. which Randy Orton did, and that is the exact moment that Bray started to go off kilter and he had that awful, awful year last year. Because you said uh, Bray hasn't been this interesting in years and years and years. That's unfair. Everyone always forgets that the Viper in the family, Wyatt family storyline, which was at the top, which made SmackDown the better of the two shows from Mm -hmm. like, from SummerSlam 2016 through to Elimination Chamber. That was really good when they won the tag belts, when they yeah, were they lost the them dissension. like a couple of weeks later. But like it was I, all I, part of a larger story, and the, and the stuff when they did in the Royal Rumble, the, and everyone agreed at the time. This isn't like a big revelation. It's no, just, no. Yeah. Everyone looks back. Bray Wyatt's been awful for two or like three years. He hasn't. He's but he was very good in the initial brand split of SmackDown. Yeah, there was like it was a couple of months periods where it was that half a year. That, no, it never felt like it. it really it half, was half a year. A year. Well, okay, I mean, from I sta- SummerSlam to Elimination. I chamber. very much stand corrected, but it never felt like half a year. But like that aside. Mm. What has Bray Wyatt's done that's been well, interesting? Exactly, exactly. That and that's from that moment of the Elimination Chamber. He wins a title, goes on that awful feud with Randy Orton, and it's just bad feud, Finn Balor after bad feud. Uh, and he's been. Well, he's actually only had Randy Orton and Finn, Finn and then Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's just three bad feuds in a row. Yeah, but, and each one lasting four months. Yeah, but at least this one is uh, is picking up. But yeah, so you had the his flashbacks of. Not only the compound burning down, but like his character mm-hmm. as an in- interesting force. It was I felt it was all very meta and intentionally so. But the the bit that got me was the end when you had that wonderful moment of peril. I was were you not genuinely scared he was going to rip apart Vanguard One? No, I was that cute little critter. <laughs> and uh, I, thought so, been, yeah. I thought it would have been better if he had. I thought I would have been more. No, 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 not, not because I know, I know, not, because, I know. not because I hate Vanguard One, but because that would have been a more impactful moment rather than him just going like, "I'll deal with you later" and letting him fly away. Because my my brain then goes like, "Well, why didn't Vanguard One just attack him again?" Yeah, well, I guess yeah, that makes sense. But if you could have that in the next match, if there is a next match. Oh, you want this feud to continue? I no, I do. <laughs> now I do. You know, like they come together as a tag team. Is that where you think it's going? Well, I just. Well, should, should we should we come on to that later? Yeah, or yeah. Come on yeah. to that later. Let me finish my point. So. Uh, Vanguard one distracts him. Bray turns around to Skarsgård, the dilapidated boat, which should have Matt Hardy inside. He he opens up the he flips open the boat, but Senor Benjamin is there with a, a, like a sort of inflatable globe yeah. ball, and he throws it to Bray. Bray catches it, and it's just this this absolutely fascinating image of this huge Bray, and he's always talked about having the whole world in his hands. And Senor Benjamin, awful line <laughs> delivery, just says. You got the whole world in your hands. It just sounds awful. But Bray's looking at it, and he's got this great expression on his face of, oh. And he looks, like, he looks ridiculous and pathetic and sad. And that is, that's like the finish of the match. That Matt hit in the twist of fate, that's a formality. Yeah. But that moment of when Bray realises that he's, he's nothing, and that he... This is what he said he is, that he hasn't got the world in his hands. He's just like, a, he's as empty as all these promos. And then Brother Nero appears in that court. And like, Jeff Hardy is not a good promo. But the delivery of that line, it's filled with such venom. 
and you know it opens up who's really hearing it is he there is that in just matt's uh matt's head or, or bray's head and then i just thought that whole bit was was brilliant i just like really genuinely this that's unparalleled character stuff in wrestling i mean the the only one that springs to mind in recent times is kevin owens screaming at Sami Zayn at battlefield 2016 why are you making me do this to you mm-hmm. in that tremendous match they had yeah the Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Like, I mean, am I convincing you? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I, th- I didn't think it was bad. It's just that it's... I, it's I, I wouldn't say anyone is wrong for liking mm. it because you should you should, never should say that. But unless I also, it's Stephanie McMahon, unless it's Stephanie McMahon, which is objectively yeah. awful. 
Um, I would never say anyone is wrong. Like, you're not wrong for really enjoying this. I would also never say that anyone is wrong for thinking this was dumb and obnoxious, yes. as Michael Cole called it, and self-indulgence and all the other sort of words that people often use about the, the broken hardy stuff. Like, I don't think either of those signs is wrong. I think it's very much is, you, it's, it's very specific taste that is needed. It's a bit like Primus, in a way. One of my favourite bands of all time. Yeah, okay, I did Marx Brothers, you get Primus. <laughs> but I did, they're one of my favourite bands of all time. Mm. And I could listen to Primus all the live long day. But I know friends of mine who are just like, this is absolute tripe and it's absolute garbage. And I can, I can look at it and be like, I get what you mean. Like, it's, I, I kind of see what you mean because his voice is a bit weird and the songs are very odd. Like, he did, they did a whole album that's just mad covers of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory soundtrack. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But, like, my wife is like, this is god-awful, turn it mm. off. And I, I get that. But for me, I think it's brilliant. I think it's genius. Like, it's it, every single track that Les Claypool has ever done is a work of art but I get why some people wouldn't like it. And I feel the same way about, you know, Ultimate Deletion in a way. We, when we had Kenny here last week, Kenny McIntosh from Inside the Ropes, who's a, a huge fan of, of the, the deletion stuff, and, like, he's been on Twitter this morning singing its praises and being like he was one of the, the only people that believed in it and, and this, that, and the other, and, and you know, and he really, really enjoyed it. But we were having a chat about it last week, and I said, it's pro wrestling's version of The Room. And there are some people who watch The Room and be like, I don't get it. Mm. I don't get why people enjoy going to watch this at the cinema. Whereas I watch The Room and I'm like, I mean, this is, it's hilariously bad. But what I think I like about The Room is that The Room doesn't know it's bad. The Room thinks it's great. It's the same with Troll 2. Troll 2 thinks it's a brilliant movie. The directors and the people behind it thought they were making a work of art. just turned out to be really bad. But it's kind of hilariously so. But when people make... Sharknado or Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus stuff, where you try to make things purposefully bad. All I can see is people just trying to be weird and trying to be wacky, like the stuff with the graveyard where they were doing the Scooby Doo stuff, where you're just sort of running around. I don't see funny. I don't see jokes. I just see like oh, you're trying to be wacky, and that doesn't work for me. It's it's interesting you brought up the room because I was going to say that, and I guess you've already answered it that. I was going to say, well, if you don't like this, you're always saying how you like the room. Yeah, but you're you are right. This is intentionally, but uh, I don't think like that's that was my mistake at the start. So maybe maybe you'll change your mind uh, when you've seen this unfold in real time in WWE if they stick with it, which I hope they do. It's um, oh, I've forgotten the point I was trying yeah. to make. Oh uh, yeah, so it's not it's not like they're trying to make an intentionally bad thing, and you're in on the joke. This is just what it is. This is just a crazy... Yep. It's a broken universe. Yeah, yeah. So everything is like that. The, the continuity is all out of whack. I mean, I wrote down, we, uh, you know, we criticise Kevin Dunn for those confusing <laughs> camera shots. Yeah. Which is annoying, but here, you know, like... Matt does it all the same. Yeah, so... Is that, I, I, but it is important for everyone to remember that... that like, if, if you are saying, oh, you don't like this, you must be an idiot... And you've, you've really got to look at yourself because you can't watch the... I, I love the old... I loved it, as I've already said. But you can't look at that and go, that is something that's for everyone. <laughs> everyone is going to understand this. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't get it is an idiot. You've got to be like, no, this is, this is very, very specific. Yeah. And there are going to be a lot of people who don't like it. But that's, that's what makes that's it what work. Makes it, that's what makes it interesting. That's, what makes it really that's why interesting. we can sit there and have these conversations. And that's, yes. again, something else I really appreciate about this sort of broken universe and this, this, this woken lark is we can sit there and have these long mm. discussions about a 20-minute match. 
match or maybe i'm saying match in inverted commas but what is it, it? but yeah. what is it is it a match is it a short film and that's kind of that's kind of genius that's kind of brilliant and that, that i really like about it mm. it's you know and maybe in years to come i'll look back and then be like yeah, do you know what that was great but i tell you what i will like what i really liked about this holy hell was it refreshing Yes. Like in terms of because like WWE is just like paint by numbers across the board. Everything is just one big colorful cartoon, but it's the same paint. It's the same panel over and over again, mm. just with different uh, different characters. This just felt completely different, and that's great. Mm. Like that's that's really interesting, and that kind of freshens WWE up. So if you do this every couple of months, it is just that little bit of injection. And what I'd like to think is that maybe this will create a trend where wrestlers can put their own stamp on things, put more of themselves into oh, yeah. stuff, and like help guide their storylines. Because you know, we've said before, the most interesting story in the world of professional wrestling right now is the breakup of the Bullet Club. And the reason that is interesting is because it's being written by them. Mm. It's all of them are working together to create this storyline across multiple promotions, across multiple angles, across multiple months, across multiple shows. And that's a, it's all done by them and, and across YouTube as well with being the elite. And mm. that's what makes that really interesting. And so I kind of hope the, the same thing can kind of like from this can kind of bleed into elsewhere across the card. I think that would be a really good thing. But I suppose my question to you, and I think you've kind of already answered, mm. is where do you think it's going to go next? Because at the end of the match, mm. Bray was pushed into the Lake of, Re- Lake of Reincarnation. Yes. Yes, Lake of Reincarnation. But Senor Benjamin couldn't find his carcass. So I've got two answers for you. Oh, interesting. Where do I think it's going to go next, realistically? Mm-hmm. So, this is what I think's going to happen. This is going to do well. I am going to put a punt and say it's going to do well in the ratings. Oh, that's a big punt because it's hour three. I know. At but, the end of hour three as well. But it is also the road to WrestleMania and a poorly built up tag team battle royal. <laughs> did very good ratings the previous week. I think the third hour might be on a bit of an upswing. There's the daylight savings time mm, yeah. and as well, so more people are more likely to watch the last hour than normal. I think it's... I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. So I think I'm going to... So the ratings come out tomorrow, I believe. I'm going to say it's done well in the ratings. I'm also going to say it's going to have the double whammy of doing very well on social media because the people who like it love it and they're going to get everyone to retweet stuff. And uh, Matt's already said, if you want another one, retweet this tweet. And, you know, that's a, those are the sort of metrics. WWE love those metrics. WWE look at. So I think they're going to see those and then they're going to do it to death. <laughs> oh, really? Then yeah. they're just going to do it over and over and over again? I think they're going to be like, yeah, you wanted that? Okay, fine. And we're going to get overly long segments every week. It's going to... It's going to become a chore rather than a, a thing. Oh, interesting. That's so a that's, fascinating way to That's going to yeah, take yeah. a few months. That's like pessimistic, Ollie. Hopeful Ollie is going to say it does well. And uh, that I, I'm already hoping they're going to follow this up anyway, regardless of the re- reception. Or I, do, I guess you could go several ways. So in the first uh, final deletion match, which was between Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, uh Matt beat Jeff mm-hmm. to create to to make Jeff come back as brother Nero and then they became a tag team. And I just feel like Bray Wyatt getting chucked into that lake, he can come back as a member of the Wyatt. Uh, sorry, as a member of the Hardy it's Woken family. Wyatt. Woken Wyatt. That's perfect, yeah. So he just has enough of a character refresh, although he can still do a lot of the stuff he was doing before. Tag team with Matt. Heaven knows that raw tag team division needs some help after Mania. Uh 
I mean, God, if they were going up against Braun as the tag team champions, you've got an interesting dynamic with Bray in there as well, being former Wyatt family cohorts. Mm -hmm. And then you just run that through and they break up and they have another big feud at the end of it. And then Bray Wyatt can come and have like the best parts of his Woken persona and the best parts of his cult leader persona in one and then maybe we can actually have an, a final stab at making Bray Wyatt a main eventer again in 2019. Mm. That is very optimistic. But that's how I would attempt to do it, if it all goes well. What about you? It's interesting because, like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I actually think that after this, it almost feels like they're not going to be as a tag team because hmm. Bray's missing. So maybe this is a way to just write Bray off TV for a number of months if this is Brother Nero's yeah. return. So then you can have the Hardys as a team and then have Bray return later on, perhaps as a Woken Wyatt, but going against uh, the Hardys. Or even just returning as his cult leader status. Mm. A bit like the, the fantasy booking warfare I did uh, with Braun Strowman winning the Universal Championship is that Bray returns back to that compound, the compound that he saw in those visions that he loved so yeah, much. I like that. Maybe he's just going to travel back there and refind himself and become that cult leader again rather mm. than going down the sort of broken, woken route where he becomes a tag team partner of Matt. I mean, you're right that the tag team division does need a bit of a kick up the ass, especially with Braun just, you know, burying the whole thing last week, if you want to look at it that way. And. So, yeah, I, so I, th I think either one of those I think mm. would be interesting. I mean, but the, really, the big massive positive to come out of this is that we should be getting a huge character refresh of Bray. Yes, yeah. Just doing away with the spooky nonsense and going back to what mm. we liked about Bray. That's what it really feels like it's doing. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a nice incontinuity way to reset, reset the button. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if he just came out one week and this didn't happen and he was new, I don't think anyone would really buy into yeah. it but now if, if Bray Wyatt came back next week on Raw as the way the Bray Wyatt's evolved I mean I could with a new faction I could be like okay we're back on now yeah maybe he comes back yeah. with, a new, with a tag team with partner with a sister Abigail with a sister Abigail maybe, maybe that's not the only thing that was reincarnated in the lake oh crikey yeah, yeah perhaps there was no because mention of Abigail in this no because lord knows that's what we need to get is the sister Abigail nonsense we nearly got at TLC last year but you could have it as a, an actual lady person rather than well, as Bray yeah I mean I was thinking that you need because if they're going to do like the Hardys versus White you'd need a, a tag team mm. partner to go with him so perhaps you can bring back someone from the compound maybe an nxt call up um a lot of people always say lars sullivan i think people just tend to say lars sullivan because well he's big mm. and he has a beard so that makes Checks out that makes sense to me you could definitely put them in as a, as a team but yeah like just mm. you know an nxt call up and then you run that as a as a new feud later on this year maybe at SummerSlam or yeah. somewhere after that i i mean i think there, there are limitless possibilities so i'm very excited uh but I'm also sceptical, given the track record. <laughs> Anything else to say? No. I, just, you know, be friendly in the comments. I know that I, cause I know I'm going to draw a lot of heat for, for not thinking... We should have opened with my positivity. Yeah. And then gone to your... Yeah. I mean, it's... Fine. It, fine. It's fine, yeah. Like, because we tend to get a lot of heat anyway when we're not overly positive about things. So... I, it's fine oh, apart it? from Roman Reigns apart when you're overly positive about Roman Reigns yeah then I'm an idiot for that as well you're the problem I am Luke. the problem I am Michael you're Cole you're the common factor here. <laughs> um, so yeah so I, I, I don't sit here's actually a really interesting way to put it this I don't sit in the Michael Cole camp but I also don't sit in the Corey Graves camp mm. I'm maybe I'm coachman 
Maybe young coachman who just sort of sits there silently, pulling a few faces, but being like, mm. and getting the occasional thing wrong, and getting the occasional thing mm. wrong. But John Cena likes him. <laughs> John Cena loves me. He always says hi. <laughs> hey, coachman, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine, John Cena. Yeah. Why does he shake anyone else's hands? Because him and coachman, they're tight. They're like brothers or whatever. Yeah, they seem to be. fun i like doing a bonus episode every now and again i think it merited it as well when you suggested us doing it yesterday as a as a reaction thing i was like yeah i mean i'm i'm hopeful it's gonna be worth it Mm -hmm. and i was very pleasantly surprised it exceeded my expectations and then some and i thought we weren't going to be doing this today because you and i had a bit of a Mm. miscommunication by a text message i sent vague i sent vague (laughs) texts sometimes texts that could be easily interpreted in both the opposite ways. Yes. Yes and no. Because I suggested we do this on Monday, and then I wake up on uh, Tuesday morning. I've just finished watching uh, Raw, and I get a text message from Molly that just says, "Also, we'll save our why. Uh, we'll save our deletion reactions for the ramble." Mm. And I was like, "Cool. That means tomorrow's regular wrestle ra- regularly nope. scheduled wrestle ramble." Nope. So I didn't bring my notes because I didn't think I needed them. Turns out when we got here, mm. and you said to me, "Was like, so we're gonna go record then?" I was like. Record what? Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate deletion reaction. The fun thing you suggested me. <laughs> what I meant in the text message was, let's not tell each other our reactions when we get into the studio or via SMS. <laughs> or WhatsApp. Let's save it for when we do that bonus ramble you pitched yesterday. <laughs> but I only used about four of those words in the vaguest sense possible. In the vaguest sense possible. But it's all right because you've got this bonus episode Mm. regardless. So um, I guess we'll see you tomorrow for the full Raw and Smackdown reviews on the Wrestle Ramble. Obviously, we're not going to be talking about Ultimate Deletion, but maybe we'll have some feedback from uh, the WrestleTalk viewership. I bet we will. Which um, was bound to split opinions, I'm sure. I don't know why you do it to yourself. I don't know why you just don't slightly tweak your own thoughts. Yeah, just just lie. Just be... To gel in a bit more. Just be Michael Cole and just be like, just be a pre-automated guy. hero, Michael Cole. My hero, Michael Cole. And just be like, hey guys, I thought this was great. I think this is brilliant and you should Go subscribe to the network now, $9.99. It's like Netflix, but better. It's Luke time. (laughs) There are a few things you can, you know, compliment or praise or kind of lead yourself to than Roman Reigns and Michael Cole. <laughs> I didn't, no, no, I didn't say that Michael Cole was a good thing. I said oh, It's going to come I, off like that. I said in the whole thing, he's burying everything and that's stupid. Mm. But at least I appreciate that he's being honest. You said that last bit after two minutes of uh, talking him up, and then it was just like a little bit at the end. No, I don't know. I, don't, I think people probably, are going to be so right. enraged yeah. by the time they get to that I'll, bit. Yeah, but people will be so enraged because I just said it was fine. Yeah. Like, I'll already get the hate regardless. I like how we, we feel we can be more honest and <laughs> open with the podcast. The, the Swaff Pod... The Swaft... Swaft Podsters. Swaft Podsters? Was that it? Pod Swafters. Pod Swafters. Because, you know, it's... Uh, they can't leave comments, can they? <laughs> It, it feels a bit more intimate because it's new could, video. With uh, pod swafters, we can call them PSTs. PSTs. What would that... What, What's that? pod swafters? Yes. So PSTs, just as a shorthand. I don't think we're saving enough time. Pod swafters. I like saying pod swafters. Well, it's fine. I'm just saying it's just a, as a way for you to remember it now. PSTs. There you go. Okay. But yeah, people are going to hate me regardless. So, uh, But people have hated me already, so it doesn't really matter sure. too much. But anyway, so we'll see you on tomorrow's show. Love you. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.